With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Hello and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code JustBaseball when you download for a full instant deposit match on the best daily fantasy app. This episode is part one of a three part series going over my 2023 MLB futures for this season. I'm really excited. We had a great year last year. MLB is my best sport, and it has been documented making 59.72 units, which doesn't include futures. So I'm very excited to go over each team, give a lean on each team, but again, won't be betting on every team. But in this episode, you will find my best bets for the American League. In part two, we will go over the National League, and in part three will be all of my season-long player props as well as individual awards. So again, this is part one, the American League betting preview for the 2023 MLB season. Before we start, we must understand one thing about betting on futures. You are tying up your money with a book for seven months. So, If you are beginning to bet this year, I wouldn't consider playing any futures. But if you have been betting on sports and saved enough profit, hopefully by tailing me over the last couple of seasons, or just doing your own research, the futures market can be a tool to add to your bankroll. Personally, I love attacking the futures market. It's been very profitable for me, especially last year. In the last two MLB seasons, again, we are up 59.72 units, turning $100 into around $6,000, but that doesn't include futures. Some notable winners from last season, we had Aaron Judge to win MVP at plus 1,800, going up 18 units. We had the Atlanta Braves to win the NL East at plus 150, and we had the Los Angeles Dodgers over 97.5 wins, netting us a combined 24 units. We did lose on the Rockies' win total, and Julio Arias to win Cy Young. Certainly some heartbreakers. The Rockies finished with 68 wins, one win shy of 68 and a half, those damn Rockies. And Julio Arias finished second in NL Cy Young voting in the National League. Tough, but we move. I pick and choose my spots when it comes to the futures market. There are many lines to choose from, but only a few large edges appear every season. The same goes for this season. So here are my best bets for the MLB futures market. Again, I picked a lean for every team's over-under win total. I actually wrote an article earlier this year on JustBaseball.com. Below, you'll see a similar style about what I'm about to talk about to that article, but things have changed. We have new additions to teams, injuries from spring training, and lines have, of course, moved from that time. I'm going to show you where the line was to where it is now, my lean on every team, and, of course, my best bets. One thing that I want to talk about before we get into this is my dub club service. So over the entire MLB season, 
nothing will change. You're still going to get picks on the podcast every single day. You are still going to get picks on the article, but there will be a lot of live betting opportunities that I unfortunately can't post on social, on TikTok, on the website, you know, make a podcast about a live bet. So what I'm doing is sending my subscribers every live bet and I normally make my picks around 7, 8 in the morning, and then it takes a while to write the article, make the podcast, make the TikTok, all that stuff to get out to you. The people who subscribe will get those bets texted to them as soon as I place them. So they'll get them either the night before or early in the morning, and it's been proven to save on juice because a lot of the lines that I put out normally get more expensive to bet on as the day goes forward. So it is $24.99 a month or 83 cents and what you get is the convenience of getting my bets texted to you emailed to you and also available on telegram you can find the link to that in the episode description let's begin the baltimore orioles will go in alphabetical order so right now they are at 76 and a half wins and i lean towards the over the orioles won 83 games last year but we see this early line pointing towards a relatively steep drop off of five and a half wins from a pure baseball sense, it doesn't line up with the team's potential to be even better than last year. But that said, they did outperform the Pythagorean win total by four wins. So the math from 2022 says they should have only won 79 last year. Rookies Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rutschman, they took the league by storm. And now they'll get an entire season to work their magic. The team failed to make an impactful move to address the starting pitching, but just baseball's top pitching prospect, Grayson Rodriguez, certainly should help. I like the over here, but I'm not going to play it. And also, the Orioles open at 77.5 wins and have moved to 76.5. So we have presumably sharp money hitting the under. I disagree. I would lean over, but again, not betting it. The Boston Red Sox are listed at 78.5 wins, and I lean the under here. They had a really strange offseason. I really like the extension for Rafael Devers, but that's about it. They signed Masataka Yoshida to the largest contract ever for a Japanese position player. Yoshida shined in the World Baseball Classic and is expected to make an immediate impact. We saw that in the WBC. The dude rakes. I like for the Sox this I like him for the Red Sox this year, but he's not going to solve everything. They failed to bring back superstar Xander Bogarts which should hurt the total offensive production. They won 78 games last year, and I don't think they improved. The rotation scares me, considering Corey Kluber will be their opening day starter, who's currently sitting in the mid to high 90s with his you know, cutter, sinker, whatever that dude throws. They also have a lot of aging relievers, and adding Kenley Jansen doesn't really move the needle. I actually like the addition of Chris Martin even more. I think the Orioles will win more games. But this line makes sense. Again, I would lean the under, but it could go over if they stay healthy. They're a very tough team to handicap this year. And the opening line of 76.5 has moved to 78.5. So presumably, again, some sharp action has forced the book's hands by moving it up to 78.5. Number three, Chicago White Sox, 82.5 wins. I lean the under here. I was the sucker. 
that bet on the White Sox to win the division last season at minus 200. The only reason I didn't speak about those in the intro is because this was easily the dumbest bet, and I wanted to make it its own section because of how terrible of a bet it was for me. I'm not making that mistake again. This team has many injury risks, including Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, Juan Mancata, Tim Anderson, Yasmani Grandal. They lost Jose Abreu and Johnny Cueto, who were significant contributors for them last year. They signed Andrew Benintendi, but that's not enough to build confidence in this team. Everything has to go right for them to go over their projected win total, which doesn't sound like a bet I'm interested in. I lean the under, but they are a really tough team to predict. I kind of shit on them a little bit, but we have to all agree they have a lot of talent. It's just the ball doesn't seem to bounce their way. I lean the under, and it should be noted that the opening line for the White Sox dropped from 84.5 when it opened to 82.5. The Cleveland Guardians... 86 and a half wins. Not lean, but bet. I love the Cleveland Guardians. They were my most profitable team to bet on last season, and I expect the same this year. The fighting Cal Quantrals will be my team once again. The Guardians won 92 games last season and didn't lose any key contributors. Manager Terry Francona could drag my friends and me to 82 wins. The rotation and bullpen are elite, and the offense does just enough to keep them in every ballgame, and then they added Josh Bell. The Guardians are one of the few teams who should benefit the most from the rule changes. They steal plenty of bases, which will only increase this year based on minor league and spring training data. They're one of the best defensive teams, maybe second to the Cardinals, which will matter even more now that the shift is being banned. Not only do I love the overwin total, but I'm also betting on them to win the AL Central. The picks, Cleveland Guardians over 86.5 games, minus 115, I'm throwing two units on that, as well as them to win the American League Central at plus 125, two units on that. So in total, I will have four units riding on the Guardians to go over 86 and a half wins, two units there, and the Cleveland Guardians to win the American League Central at plus 125. Next up, the Detroit Tigers at 69 and a half wins. I lean the under. The Tigers won 66 games last year and they didn't really improve. While I am excited for another look at Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green, this team is still a few years away from competing. Tarek Skubal and Casey Mize, both big-time pitchers for them, had major surgeries last season, and it's unclear how much, if anything, the Tigers will get out of them this season. I'm afraid a last-place finish is imminent. That said, I'm not interested in an under here with this slim of a margin. This is where I'd make the line, so I don't see much value now that it is below 70 wins. And just so we know, the opening line for the Tigers was 70.5, but it's since dropped to 69.5. The Houston Astros, 95.5 wins. I gotta lean the over here. The Astros won 106 freaking games last year. They are the only team who can weather the blow of losing AL Young Award winner Justin Verlander, but it is a significant loss. While it's a loss, they're going to plug in Hunter Brown who has the makings of a really good young pitcher. Bringing in Jose Abreu is huge, and bringing back Michael Brantley, who missed most of last season, is one of the best under-the-radar moves of the offseason. Luis Garcia, pay attention to this guy this season. He's performed much better with runners on base. That matters because he'll have to discard his long windup, which actually, by the numbers, should work better for him in the long run. We already saw this happen in the World Baseball Classic. We saw him excel, and I expect the same from him this year. The 
The Astros are the best team in baseball. But 95 and a half feels about right. And they drop from 97 and a half to 95 and a half. So something to watch. Kansas City Royals, 69 and a half wins. I'm going to lean the over. I'm excited to see this offense roll in 2023. Bobby Witt Jr., Vinny Pasquantino, and MJ Melendez should make this team really fun. But it's the pitching. Yeah, that's the trouble. Outside of Brady Singer, they don't have any arms that inspire much confidence. The bullpen was one of baseball's worst last year, and they didn't improve it. They made a couple of signings to the rotation, but they're veterans. Zach Greinke, Jordan Lyles, Ryan Yarbrough, guys like that. None have the Royals looking much different in 2023. But with that said, I don't think the Royals finished last like last year. I'm going to do a slight lean towards the over, but again, this is where I'd set the line. They should win 70 to 71 games next year, so... Again, I like the over, but I'm not going to bet on it. And the line has not changed since the opener. Los Angeles Angels, 82 and a half wins. I'm going to lean the over here. I do this every year. I look at the roster, and I think the Angels are incredible. But I got to say, and don't hate me for this, this year does feel different, doesn't it? They made some excellent signings to both the rotation and the offense, and this is the put-up or shut-up year. Otani is going to be free agent next season, and he's already expressed concerns about the Angels' ability to put out a winning ball club. While none of the signings were blockbusters per se, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Jury, and Gio Urshela are going to replace at-bats taken by Andrew Velasquez, Tyler Wade, and others last year. They added Tyler Anderson to the rotation after a great season with the Dodgers, and Patrick Sandoval looks to continue to build on a stellar 2022 season. This team was off to a hot start last year before falling apart and only finishing with 73 wins. Angels, it's now or never. Let's see what you got. And the line has risen from 79.5 wins since the opener to 82.5. I'm not betting on the Angels due to past history of being hurt, my feelings, and my wallet. But I would. This is one of my strongest leans. I do think they go over 82.5 wins next year. Minnesota Twins, 83 and a half wins. I'm going to lean the over. Twin son, Carlos Correa. Correa back in the fold, 70, or 83 and a half wins. Seems more than attainable. With that said, team's got to stay healthy, man. Zero Twins starting pitchers through 150 innings in 2022, which includes Tyler Malley, who they acquired from the Reds in the middle of the season. This team finished with 78 wins, but they added plus 12 run differential. The White Sox, for example, finished with an 81-win season, but a negative 31-run differential. If you're unsure what run differential is, basically, you want to score more runs than you give up in any given season. So the Twins scored 12 more runs than they allowed, and the White Sox allowed 31 more runs than they scored. So, you would think the Twins are due for positive regression. If they stay healthy, they could have a really promising season. And I don't know if you noticed, I said 77 and a half, and then I quickly corrected myself to 83 and a half. It's because the line moved that much, but it's not due to a, you know, a, a sharp move or anything like that. There's probably some smart betters on Minnesota, but it immediately jumped when they signed Carlos Correa. I would still lean the over, but at 83 and a half, it's not worth it. I would play it though at anything over 80, 81, because I do think this team finishes above 500. The New York Yankees, 93 and a half wins. I'm going to lean the over. When these lines were announced, the Yankees looked to be every bit of a World Series contender. But since then, it's been only bad news for this team. Carlos Rodon, the new starting pitcher, added the rotation is dealing with forearm soreness. 
Frankie Montas had shoulder surgery. Harrison Bader has an oblique issue. Add on more injuries to the bullpen, and this just doesn't look like a powerhouse anymore. I'm sorry. That said, the Yankees did win 99 games last year with a better run differential than the Astros. I feel like last season's Yankees regular season is almost being underrated right now. They are still an excellent team with a ton of depth, both on pitching and the offensive side. I expect them to be one of the better teams in the American League, but I'm not playing any futures that involve the Yankees. They're consistently overpriced, and they're hardly ever worth it. And they're not this year. And the line dropped from 95 wins to 93.5 since it opened. The Oakland Athletics, 59.5 wins. Lean over, I guess? This team should be the worst in baseball. They had the third worst run differential last year, only edging out of the Pirates and Nationals. They lost their best player in Sean Murphy, but they added some decent veterans this offseason. They plan to move the team from Oakland. That should be enough. I should be able to end this segment right here. The total is very, very low for a reason. I'm not about to sweat out an Oakland A's future one way or the other. And the line has moved from 16.5 to 59.5 since it opened. I guess I'll lean the under. I don't know. Don't touch the A's. It's not good for your health. Seattle Mariners. 87 and a half wins. Bet the over. Seattle is one of my favorite teams for the 2023 season. The window opened last year, but it's about to fly open in 2023. The Mariners improved their, this offseason by adding Teoscar Hernandez and Colton Wong. They needed a big slugger in right field. They add Teoscar. They needed a second baseman, and they add Colton Wong, who's an above average player, great defender, and a solid hitter. And an entire season of Luis Casillo on the mound? Sign me up. Pitching is so important in the regular season, and the Mariners have it in droves. Jared Kelnick is having a great spring, so whatever you get from him is a bonus after adding A.J. Pollock to weather that storm. So when you look around the diamond, Eugenio Suarez is a great third baseman. J.P. Crawford is probably their worst player, and he's an average shortstop. Cal Raleigh behind the dish is the sixth best catcher in baseball for my money. Ty France, great first baseman. And then you look at the pitching staff with Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Robbie Ray, Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen, and then they have guys like Bryce Miller coming up who is not to the level of George Kirby, but is a really good young pitching prospect. Then you look at a bullpen that is one of the most elite units in all of baseball. They were a Jordan Alvarez home run away from sneaking past the Astros. And I'm a Yankee fan. If they play the Yankees in the ALCS instead of the Astros, I believe they win that. Now, do the Astros just go back to the World Series and win it again because they're the best team? Maybe. But if you look at the Mariners' odds, they're not being priced as the second best team in the American League. That's where I have them at. And the, the finishing touch, the cherry on top of the Sunday. General Manager Jerry Depoto is not afraid to make the big move to put them over the top. Remember when he did it with Luis Castillo, adding him at the deadline? I believe this is the year the Seattle Mariners make a magical run. This is where all the picks are coming in. Seattle Mariners over 87.5 wins. Minus 115, I'm putting two units on that. Seattle Mariners to win the American League pennant, plus 900. Give me that for a unit. And as well, the Seattle Mariners to win the World Series, plus 1,800 to one unit on that one. Actually, excuse me. Seattle Mariners to win the American League planet is plus 1,000. And the, them to win the World Series is plus 2,000. That's my mistake. We got it?
Seattle Mariners over 87 and a half wins, Seattle Mariners to win the American League pennant, and the Seattle Mariners to win the World Series. So we got two units on their over win total. We have one unit on them to win the pennant and one unit on them to win the World Series. The Tampa Bay Rays, 88 and a half wins. I'm leaning the over, but I have a pick for them. It's all about health with the 2023 Tampa Bay Rays. With one of the game's best farm systems and development programs, they always have studs to plug in when the stars go down. But you need your studs on the field at a certain point. Tampa has plenty of stars, both in the rotation and the lineup. While the Yankees have the best rotation, maybe? Maybe not. The Rays are going to challenge them. If Wander Franco stays healthy, he will become one of the best shortstops in baseball. The Rays could be a 92-94 win team if healthy. But that's the only question. The wheels fell off last season, and they still managed to win 86. Tyler Glassdown was already on the shelf, but the rotation is so deep that they're not going to feel it as much as most teams. This team has a lot of boomer bust to it. I prefer a bet on their division odds instead of an over on their win total, actually. If they stay healthy, they have the best team in the division. If they fall apart health-wise, they'll finish in third. So that's worth it for me to play the division odds because they have much more upside than other teams. So the pick is the Tampa Bay Rays to win the American League East at plus 350, only for a half unit because it really is dependent on health, in my opinion. And just so we're all aware, the Rays' win total opened at 88.5 and has moved to 89.5. The Texas Rangers are at 82.5, and I'm going to lean the under just because they're a risky team. If everyone stays healthy, this team could make the playoffs. Several of these guys have had issues staying on the field the last few years. The three starters they added, Jacob deGrom, Nathan Eovaldi, and Andrew Heaney, combined for 246 innings last year. Martin Perez had his best year by far. The projections on the Rangers' rotation are very optimistic, and I'm not buying it. I do expect this Rangers team to compete, but this team might have the most variance of any team in Major League Baseball. The bullpen is slightly below average, and the offense gets plenty of praise, but they did finish 19th in OPS last season and feels like nobody cared, and they didn't add anyone. There are too many questions here for me to pitch the over, but that said, I would never bet on this under. They are a very tough team to bet on, and if everything goes right, they could compete for a playoff spot. If everything goes wrong, they could be in the 60s, but the line did rose from 80.5 to 82.5 since the Open. I'm not touching the Rangers. The Toronto Blue Jays, our last team in the American League, are at 91.5 wins, slight lean towards the over, even though I think this line is absolutely spot on. And it's one of the biggest movers in the way you wouldn't expect. The line opened at 94.5 and has crashed down in 91.5. Rarely do you see a move as big as this one in a preseason market, which is why I can't make a play. This team won 92 games last season, and they improved in different spots and got worse in others. Rush Tripling isn't a big name, but he posted a 301 ERA last year in 134 innings. He was really good, and they replaced him with Chris Bassett, who I guess is a better pitcher, but it's not promised that he's going to produce a better season than Stripling did last year. Jose Barrios is... who knows? That's all I'm going to leave it at. You say Kikuchi, who knows? But they replaced... Teoscar Hernandez with Dalton Varsho, who is a worse hitter but a better defender. They've completely upgraded their defense in the outfield, but they've sacrificed some offense in the meantime. They're very good. And their bullpen is better with adding Eric Swanson from the Marlins in that trade for Teoscar. So this team is good, but I'm... They got, I got weird vibes. 
They should fight the, for the division. But this is about where the line should be. I'm leaning over, but not confident in it at all. So that'll do it for the American League betting preview. Hopefully you all enjoyed. Stay tuned. Part three, or part two, excuse me, will be coming out on Monday. You're hearing this on Sunday. And then part three will come out on Tuesday. That will be my player props episode and my individual awards episode. Again, part two is the National League. You just listen to the American League. Remember to check out my Dub Club subscription. I hope that you all enjoy it and find a ton of value from it, as well as make sure to download prize picks. Use code just baseball in order to get a 100% full deposit match when signing up for the best daily fantasy app, because that's where I will be playing my season long props. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember, it's not gambling.